from the dark web to your radio dial. You are listening to CyberTalk Radio on News 1200 WOAI. Welcome to CyberTalk Radio. I'm your host, Brett Pyatt, a 20-year internet security veteran. We're going to be talking about artificial intelligence and using artificial intelligence to find things all over the internet these days, uh, specifically to help businesses get sales leads. But as we explore into this topic, it's going to be diving into how AI is changing what's going on uh, out there on the internet, uh, how it can be used for good, uh, and how we uh, should work on that to make it productive. But uh, also, we'll we'll dive into some of the questions of uh, how do we make sure this stuff stays in control uh, and, and those other areas? If you're going to be able to stick with us on the radio, that's uh, uh, great and look forward to having you with us for the next hour. If you're not going to be able to stick with us, uh, this episode will go up on our website at www.cybertalkradio.com on Wednesday, January the 8th. You can find it also on your favorite podcasting service uh, along with all of our past episodes. Uh, we were talking just before we went on air here. Our first episode uh, more than a couple of years ago now was about uh, machine learning and some of the security implications around that. Uh, so this is not the, the first time we've touched on this topic, but we're going to, we'll take a little bit of a different angle here today and, and go into this some more. We'll see uh, also maybe kind of what's changed over the last few years is uh, as we, we hit on this back then, this was uh, many of the big cloud providers were just starting to make available some of uh, these machine learning and artificial intelligence algorithms as a service. So my uh, guest today is the CEO of a company called Funnel AI. Shri, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, Brad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And if, if you are listening on a, a podcasting service out there, thank you for tuning in and subscribing uh, to the program. Uh, yeah, I guess we were also joking a little bit that you can find us on YouTube. If you would like to see a still photo of Shri and I, you can watch that for 50 minutes. It'll get posted up there as well. Uh, we've we've passed. Apparently, I found out we, we don't really promote the YouTube uh, program very much because it's well one 50 minutes long uh, so we're going to be there for almost a full hour and two it's uh, just a still photo of us the whole time uh, we are not going to be doing video anytime soon uh, on the the program uh, james our producer has a, a day job and uh the full-time editing of uh, video plus the audio to get us out on the radio is uh more than i think he he's got to be able to fit into his schedule these days so Shri, how did you just a little bit of your background and how did you you get involved in artificial intelligence machine learning and and all of those aspects to to give the background to our audience so my background has been in the automation space uh, robotics mechanical engineering and uh, software engineering and i did ai uh, in masters um, but um, i started using ai about four years ago when i had a problem of finding prospects for my first startup and while i was going through understanding how the traditional marketing works and the spend to find prospects i realized that prospects are actually talking about what they're looking for, a business product or a service on social media and other forums out there. So I realized that's an untapped space where people are actually having a conversation on what they're looking for. And I realized if I can tap those posts and use AI to filter that for me and display using a dashboard and I can reach out to them in real time. So that is how I started uh, Funnel AI. Uh, so as, as you were coming from a, a robotics engineering, what drew you into the artificial intelligence space? Like why, why go get a, a master's in that? 
So I was always passionate about automation, uh, kind of helping businesses grow, right? I think we do repetitive tasks, but if you could augment that with a machine or now with AI, which is software, uh, so that has been my passion all throughout. And so that's been a great way to start an AI company. So you see, I mean, AI as um, an automation system that requires less programming than a, a prescriptive system where you have to tell it every step? Uh, it's actually different uh, rather than traditional coding. So now with AI, so what we use is called natural language processing. So the two aspects of it, one is a machine learning where we help a computer to learn what and uh, to teach it, right? Uh, to understand a context. In our space, it's about context of finding intents, purchase intents in real time. And then deep learning aspect is when a computer can start learning on its own. So we train up to like 70, 80% accuracy. And then uh, we keep feeding this post and the computer learns by itself um, to become more accurate to understand this post. Yeah, and so you're using this for, for purchase intent and studying uh, the, what things lead people to uh, being interested in a specific good or service. Um, and then turn, and if, folks subscribe to your your business they get access to this this data is from a, a data collection perspective this is one that um, our audience is always really interested in so you're out there on these social media channels you're getting uh, data feeds is the the information um, stored at funnel is that yours is that the information does that get um, assigned out to each customer how do you guys collect and process all of this so our data collection is all public we only look at public data, and this is only if the prospect is looking for something and asking out loud publicly. Uh, generally, they typically ask on forums, community forums, um, something specialized like auto dealers or cybersecurity forums. And um, another thing on social media, they go to groups, uh, public groups, because they want some recommendations or opinions from others and even businesses to connect with. We collect that data and then we show that in real time to these uh, customers. Um, the thing is that from perspective of storing data, we typically don't store any data except for training purposes. And then our training, uh, once we publish our algorithm or AI model, we start showing them real time leads as we go. So you're, you're feeding public data sets into your training model? Absolutely, yes. And over the years, um, now with AI and so uh, the social data, there's abundance of data. That's the advantage of uh, leveraging AI because before, when I did my master's, uh, it's about for us to come up with the data sets, to build those data sets, and that was the time-consuming part. But now it's really available. Uh, public data, uh, that's one of the things, as you mentioned early on, there's uh, AI as a service, right? People are helping um, sentiments is a typical common one that you can start off with. But we went a little bit beyond that and finding intents and we built it um, using our own machine learning and deep learning technologies. Yeah, so you're, you're using, and I think we're interchanging some terms. I wanna help the, the audience understand. So um, what do you see as the difference between machine learning and deep learning? So machine learning is where we feed the data and we label the data for a computer to know what is a good data and a bad data or what are the, in our purposes, it's finding intents. So we collect say a thousand posts and from those posts, maybe only 10 are valid posts where people have an intent. So we flag that as a intent, intended post. 
So the computer then learns from it. It builds its own algorithm, the database, kind of like um, a dictionary, as you say. And from that, uh, what we do is when we publish that, the deep learning part is the automatic way of helping a computer learn by itself from the uh, newer data sets. So machine learning assisted, like if, if I were to yeah, tell me this is a fair comparison. So uh, machine learning, you've got a teacher there effectively. You're teaching it. You're telling it this is good. This is not good. Deep learning is you're, you're turning it loose for self-study. So like after it's learned a little bit of what good and what not good looks like, it goes off and does its own studying uh, at, at that point to try to, to get more information and become more accurate. Absolutely. That is perfect. Yeah. So uh, when you, you turn it loose in the wild out there, uh, I think if some of the folks in our audience will be familiar with uh, Microsoft Tay. Right. So so Microsoft released for those that are not familiar, um, a they they did a, a machine learning artificial intelligent chat bot that they put out on Twitter, and it had the persona of a thirteen year old girl, and they had had given it some basic training, machine learning training before they turned it loose. And then they kind of let it go do its own deep learning based off of the conversations it had on Twitter that didn't go very well. That is right. So so those, this is uh, what you call machine learning, right? So you're feeding bad data. You're feeding biased data. And so that is where, um, where we have to have a controlled way of teaching a computer. And that's the first uh, that's critical when it comes to machine learning is that you need to teach in a way that uh, it's more accurate, right? So if you let it loose, that's what happens, I think, um, yeah. Yeah, the things that I learned out of this, one, if you have a 13-year-old daughter, unsupervised on Twitter is probably not a good idea. And two, yeah, I mean, it, it, at least this was a couple of years ago, we've, we've got a ways to go on training um, based off of, of interactions out there and, and human interactions with these um, artificial intelligent systems. Uh, and because, as you said, like when you turn it loose in the deep learning, I, I guess it's there are some cases where they get less accurate than the baseline. You train them up, as you said, to 80% accuracy via machine learning. But then as it's going off in its own self-studying, trying to get smarter, I mean, the, you have cases where sometimes, like Tay there, they things head in the wrong direction. Absolutely. So I think that's a very, very key part of it. And trying to understand what uh, the outcome is, right? From our perspective, it's uh, finding intents. And uh, so intents is uh, it's a natural language. It's just like uh, our English language. Uh, so we understand uh, phrases, we understand words and vectors. And um, so you, a typical example is you would say, hey, I'm going to a restaurant, but you, know, you don't say I'm restaurant going, right? So you put a verb in front of the noun and things like that. So it's a position based. So that is what a subset of it makes an intent to buy something. And again, people don't say, I'm looking to buy. They don't say look or buy all the time. They would say, I'm spending too much in repairs on my car. Maybe time to get another one, right? So there's an intent to purchase. So these are the ways we can help train what's an intended sentence versus a non-intended sentence. Yeah, and, and this is, so uh, I guess with uh, some of the stuff, I think we can uh, talk here and, and help uh, the audience understand kind of where these artificial intelligence systems are are at from uh, how do they read and how do they understand things. So when if you're going to teach a, a child to read, you start off with a simple book, see spot run, like spot runs over the hill. You you and 
it, it understands nouns and verbs and builds up a vocabulary and starts to understand how to put sentences together. Is this the way that machine learning reading comprehension gets built? That is correct. So that's what the algorithm is, right? So if you look at uh, our English uh, sentences, it's a word embedding, it's positioning, word vectors. So that is how the algorithm knows about it. Um, so from the perspective of natural language, it's language. Uh, from the other side, it's image recognition. Uh, as you just pointed out, based on the uh, teaching a kid to learn sentences and phrases, another aspect is uh, machine vision. Uh, same example where you show a kid, a two-year-old kid, a, a picture of a cat or a live cat, and you label that, right? It's, you tell the kid it's a cat. But then when you take that kid to a zoo and you show them a tiger, they would say it's a cat because they, they think that it's a probability that it's a cat, it looks familiar, but then you relabel and correct it and say it's a tiger. Then you say, why is this a tiger? It's a differentiation of a stripes versus, and then again, show a lion and relabel it. So that is exactly the difference between uh, training a machine vision uh, versus a language also. Yeah, it, when we've we found, I guess, on some of the machine vision ones, examples out there on the internet where folks have designed things to trick the machine vision. So you, if you've seen these, post that's uh, like Chihuahua or Blueberry Muffin. Um, and if you haven't seen that, just go Google Chihuahua or Blueberry Muffin. It'll give you a grid of images. And um, for humans, pretty easy to determine the difference between Chihuahua and Blueberry Muffin. But for many of the machine vision um, systems have been tricked by that because they share similar visual attributes from the way the models are learning. So it's like they're sophisticated and they try to learn in a similar manner we do of identifying traits and then mapping those traits into determine what an object is um, on the vision side same thing with the the learning on the vocabulary and the sentence structure uh, it, it's I guess it, it, we're still not really at consciousness like they 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 don't have super great discretionary judgment to go you know what that really doesn't look like a puppy it's got all the attributes it's got some dark spots it's got some tan skin looking stuff but those are really blueberries. Those aren't the dog's eyes. Right. So those are things where, I mean, uh, AI algorithms are probability, right? They're built on probability. So they understand, okay, this is 80% probability or 70% probability. That's how um, it gives an output when you input something. And You're listening to 1200 WAI. This is Cyber Talk Radio, and we're discussing artificial intelligence and um, joined by Shri, the CEO of Funnel AI. Uh, if you uh, just turned your radio on right now, you can listen to this in full uh, on iTunes podcasts or Pocket Casts or Stitchers or any podcasting service out there. Uh, it'll go up uh, on Wednesday, January the 8th. If you are listening to us on one of those podcasting services, thank you for being a subscriber. If you uh, do have a favorite podcasting service where you cannot find our program, reach out to us on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, we will add our program and we will get you a CyberTalk Radio t-shirt. So with the, the training of AI, and as you guys are using it today in Funnel, uh, your AI is out there, it's reading things, it's learning, it's listening. Is it communicating back? It doesn't do it automatically. So today we are still using humans, like the sales are reaching back. Uh, that is on our roadmap. Uh, so to reach back and respond, we also need to train a uh, system um, to understand how to respond. So right now we are in a phase where we are learning on what's the best response back to this prospect. It's, so today it's about conversational marketing, right? So that is one thing we are, we are gathering today, the data, so that we can train our next AI for it. Yeah. 
So as you, you see the, the use of AI out here, so having it doing research and listening and gathering that and, and giving the information back to someone who knows that you have a, an artificial intelligent uh, assistant or on your team that's doing this work, um, that's one thing. It's so as a, an AI is responding, so like when, when Microsoft put Tay out there, I don't think they told anyone initially that it was an AI and then some people figured it out as they started having conversations with it and trained it poorly. But uh, is, uh, have you talked with your, your customers or like out in the industry uh, if it's going to go from um, gathering information and analyzing it and turning it over to people that know it's an AI versus responding back on the forum, like would it say that it is uh, Bob the AI or is it just going to say that it's Bob and Bob's going to reply on the forum? Like what's how is the industry thinking about the ethics around that? So right now it's more natural. I think people understand that it's an AI. It's always good to let them know that it's an AI so that way – um, they they have some expectations around it. And so when they're talking, they know it can only answer certain things. It depends on how much we train. So we're not going to take the data uh, just like what happened to Microsoft Eyes. So we don't want uh, people to train our AI in, in terms of conversation. So what we can do is we let them know. And same thing for businesses when we offer, uh, they could um, offer that service, but they let the customers know or the prospect know it's an AI. So the thing is from um, the usage perspective, it's going to help them take that first initial call, just like as, as though it's an SDR role, like in the sales. Having that first initial conversation, uh, nurture that prospect, answer the simple basic questions that generally everybody has and then um, hand off to a human for more better um, complicated or even like in terms of coming for a test drive in the auto dealer space uh, so the sales can help them. Yeah, so this is a good example. So you, you've talked uh, some about the cars or like in language around that. So where are some of the areas that you're, you're seeing success, auto being one of them right now? Auto is our biggest uh, industry. Uh, so we found uh, many people talking about on forums it, because they like their brands. They have their own uh, makes and brands and what they're looking for. And it's also one of the biggest purchases people make in their life. So they want to have more recommendations, opinions from others. And they post on forums. And it's public forums. They want to get uh, some ideas from others who, who has a car like that to uh, connect with a salesperson who's no, more knowledgeable to understand does this car ha offer this, like a Bluetooth to informatic systems and things like that. So that is where they're posting. And that is why we had great success because we could scout through 1,200 different forums uh, to help these consumers connect with an auto dealer in real time. And we do have other verticals like um, real estate is a secondary one. Uh, we're also training there. Uh, cybersecurity, IT, a little bit there, but we're more concentrated on order dealer right now. Yeah, yeah, and, and the, that home purchase is a, a big one. Or even if you're going to move into an apartment, deciding which uh, apartment and the amenities and all those things, I can see that there's definitely places out there where folks go discuss um, all of those. So this is interesting. So you're uh, in that auto space. These are decisions that are made um, somewhat slowly usually people don't just rush and jump into to buying a, a car um, but how do you, you see this kind of uh, evolving over time um, from where you're on on some of these 
longer, more important decisions, does it get to a point where people are, are asking out there uh, publicly on, on Facebook or they're on a travel forum of like, hey, I just got to San Antonio um, and I'd love to have some good barbecue tonight, where uh, how, how long is it going to take to get from, from where you guys are now towards more real time where the, the AI can interact and provide these um, analysis in a, in a quick manner? So for us, it's uh, always been real time. So we uh, look at a post, a, a poster on any forum or Facebook or Twitter or on any other social media. So we actually pull in in real time and we, our AI can analyze that in real time and display that to a business in real time. And the businesses can also get notified whenever there's a prospect and they can reach out to them in real time. Uh, so your example, uh, that's a perfect example where people are looking in real time. So it's a very um, short time, right, to uh, connect back. When somebody's saying, hey, I'm looking for a best barbecue in San Antonio, the, you, you should answer right away. So our AI can find that in, uh, as soon as the post immediately and show to local business and they can respond and say, you can go here like, in one of the um, best barbecue places. Yeah. So in, in, from a, a consumer perspective, so sitting on some of the other side of this, you're in the AI business. So seeing um, if you ask that publicly on Twitter and you got a reply back a, a few minutes later from a barbecue place that said, hey, Shri, uh, we think our brisket's the best and we would like to give you 20% off tonight. Just like maybe doesn't seem creepy to you do you think it seems creepy to some folks out there that that these brands are that aware because they're using tools like yours so the perception of uh, is changing right the uh, the generation the thinking and they ex actually are expecting the brands to respond and so whenever they respond back immediately or give them an offer they actually are more susceptible to that i think they're they're like that much better than uh, having a chat with like five or six different people talking about this is better, that is better. But uh, so now it, it's much more open. People like that. And I think it's becoming more in a conversational marketing. Uh, that's how it's going. So for, for those listening out in our audience and they're going, yeah, this AI stuff is uh, interesting. Uh, I've been doing some work on my own. Uh, maybe I've gone and gotten a, a degree in this or um, just been using these cloud services and if they wanted to work for F funnel are y'all hiring right now yes we are uh, we have uh, actually a few positions open uh, senior software engineers uh, machine learning and analytics and also sales um, we are hiring right now so well, where uh, your website is funnelai.com and there's careers uh, a section there where you can find all the jobs that we listed. We're uh, about to take a uh, bottom of the hour break here for a news, traffic, and weather update. For those of you listening on 1200 WAI, if you're uh, tuning in on a podcast, it'll skip straight through that. Uh, when we get back from that break, uh, we're going to go into a little bit deeper uh, case study on AI. Like, really, what does it take from a training perspective? How does this roll out? Uh, and and how does it get set up to in a way where this is creating value for someone? Because I think for our audience to understand uh, the kind of amount of, of effort and specialization that you still really need to get into 
to build value out of these systems. Uh, it's just like training an employee. You've got to train the system. And uh, Shree's agreed to walk us through a little bit about how that happens. Uh, so if you're not going to be able to stick with us through that break, uh, this will go up on our website at www.cybertalkradio.com on Wednesday, January the 8th, as well as uh, all those podcasting services out there and our YouTube channel. We've also covered some other topics around artificial intelligence. Uh, one was with... Uh, an attorney, uh, Van Lindbergh, talking about the ethics of artificial intelligence, uh, specifically related to uh, self-driving cars. That was the use case. We we went deep there. Uh, it's a little bit more serious in that case on the, the ethics versus uh, responding to questions potentially on a forum or uh, on a Twitter uh, feed. But uh, So we've talked about that, and we've talked about just some of the high-level systems and, and where this is going and getting used in the cybersecurity perspective as well. So all of those uh, are up on our website and uh, available via our podcasting feeds uh, for you to listen to uh, at your leisure. Thank you for listening to CyberTalk Radio. We will be back uh, in just a moment after this break. Welcome back to CyberTalk Radio. I'm your host, Brett Pyatt, a 20-year internet security veteran, and we're talking about uh, using artificial intelligence to uh, answer questions out there and to try to help uh, folks uh, figure out what car they should buy next. Well, that's the use case case study. We're going to dive in uh, a little bit deeper here um, in on this segment of the program. If you just uh, tuned in right now, I'm joined by Shri uh, Kama, the CEO of a company called Funnel AI, headquartered in San Antonio. If you're uh, listening out there on iHeart Streaming, thank you for tuning in uh, across the country. Uh, if you're listening on 1200 WAI, thank you for uh, listening in the San Antonio or uh, depending on how the AM signals are bouncing around tonight, maybe all the way uh, up into the Midwest. If you have tuned in uh, on a, a podcasting service, thank you for being a subscriber to the program and, and listening and sticking with us through the, the first half of the segment. I know almost no one uh, jumps straight to the middle. So, uh, Shree, we told folks we were going to walk a little bit through the uh, a case study example. So um, how, how does this process go? Say if I, I run a, a Ford dealer uh, in um, a city in West Texas and I called you up and said, hey, I want to know who out here is interested in buying a new F-150 pickup truck or who, who I should talk to potentially about one because, uh, you know, what we think we make a great truck. So uh, the way we go about with uh, auto is uh, we collect data from different social uh, sources. It could be social media, Facebook, Twitter, 
or one of the forums, this uh, specific Ford 150 truck forums. And people yeah. have love their brands, right? They, they usually go to the community forums and post what they're looking for. So what we do is we take that post and pass it. Uh, so we trained our AI to understand there's an intent. And we could find an intent that somebody is looking to buy uh, a truck and show that post in real time to a uh, Ford dealer over there. And it's also location, geolocation based. So we, we only show posts that are in ar around uh, that dealership. And now they can use our platform, uh, connect with that prospect back or respond back in real time as well. Uh, kind of like salesperson reaching back uh, to that person on the forum or uh, one of the Facebook posts. So for for something like a, a pickup truck, like how do you, you train the system? Like do truck buyers talk the same as somebody who wants to buy a, a sedan or a convertible or like how specific is you, you're getting in to teach these systems is it just like you know what go figure out people that want to buy cars and then like you tell it something general like that like if i hired an employee a person i could tell that person i want you to go scour the internet to find people that want to buy cars and you could categorize them yourself and you could say this is a truck buyer this is a car buyer this is a, a bmw forum this is a ford forum this is a mazda um, this is somebody who has been buying Mazda convertibles, but you know what? We're BMW. We've got a convertible that's kind of like the Mazda Miata, except it's a BMW, and maybe um, now it's it's time to try to cross-sell them. Like as an employee and a person, if you're hiring somebody in a car dealer, you could make that their mission to go figure this stuff out um, and give them some general instructions. Is that, I mean, is it the same thing you, you give the AI, or is it, more more guidance that you ha you have to provide how does this get from intent of like i want to be able to help find prospects out there up until the the point that the system is working well so the way we find or uh, train our ai for intents is around understanding in the auto dealer's perspective right thinking as though it's a salesperson and understanding what makes and models are there and what are the characteristics of those um, brands. And also like uh, if it's an SUV, it's a truck. As you said, not everybody would say a truck. They would say F-150. Yeah. And they would say, I'm looking for Silverado. Then we train the system to understand that Silverado means it's a truck, but also it's owned by Chevy brand. Yeah. So now we can also show that post to a Ford dealer because they can do conquesting, which they do typically. And um, this is how we need to understand. And coming from the auto community space, so that's one of the reasons why we went with auto dealers is because my experience in that space uh, for more than 15 years. And I'm a car guy, so I yeah. love cars. I've been in the car community, um, been in the car forums, um, started car groups uh, like Cars and Coffee. And uh, so, and, and also understanding what, uh, what are the different characteristics that car has or a truck has. Um, and also being a kind of like a subject matter expert, a go-to guy for cars to understand uh, what people are looking for and I can explain to them from horsepower to uh, what are the features this car has. And so those are the things, when it comes to truck, uh, as an example, when we are training, people also look for truck bed because a truck has a bed, they, has, they talk about linings and they talk about uh, dual cab. Uh, means it's a truck and a single cab. And so these are the different ways we train our AI to understand that this is a truck and we categorize it as a truck. And so 
when when we are showing to a Ford uh, truck uh, dealer or generally in, uh, a dealer, say a Ford dealer, they sell cars and trucks, and the person wants to just filter by truck, they can just pick a truck and it'll only show the post that matches a truck. Yeah. So and I think this is, is one where you, you talk about having to explain all this different vernacular. And and p- as people, we, we take quite a bit of this for granted. Like this is just knowledge we've picked up over time. But when you're, you're training an artificial intelligence system, it starts off with no vocabulary. It starts off knowing maybe you've got some English words, but it doesn't understand the idioms. It doesn't understand context um, and all of this. So uh, I guess... It learns faster than maybe than we do because um, it took us years to learn all of this, and, um, and we're on from kid up to adult. Um, so, from a, a training on the system, it, when you you go after what, trying to teach it a new set of of language, is it days, weeks, months? Like, how long have you guys been working on trying to make the the funnel AI system intelligent about car conversations? So, we actually train more than a year. So we, uh, as you said, um, uh, we need the knowledge in that space. So I know some knowledge, uh, but not everything. So what we did was we rolled it as a pilot program to our initial dealers now who are forward thinking. They love the technology. Um, rather than they scouring through these different forums and trying to connect with these prospects, they understood what we are providing them. So our AI is helping. So they actually helped us train. So we gave them a system where they used to go and reject a prospect if it's not a prospect, or they used to help us understand what a truck means, what are the different aspects of a truck and a feature. And so that's how we keep training our system. And that's why we got really better at an auto, auto perspective. And when we are looking at new verticals, definitely one of the things is we look for subject matter experts. And as you said earlier on, uh, the intent in an auto industry is different to a house, right? People say, people uh, in auto uh, vertical, because it's December, it's coming almost end of the, um, or early in the year, where people say, hey, what are the uh, savings out there from previous year models? Yeah. Y- they don't say the same thing for houses, right? Or yeah. cybersecurity, <laughs> something yeah, no, like no, that. So it's, No it's, one does a, a yeah, inventory closeout of houses at the <laughs> right. end of the year. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. So it's quite opposite, actually, right? People actually look for homes in the end of the year, so they, they want to connect with them. But so that's how we train. And so we need to understand what that intent means, the phrases mean in, in a different industry, and then train our AI to understand that. And typically, I mean, typically takes um, uh, data collection. That's our first part. Uh, so we go after and find this uh, public data. And these data sets are not readily available for cars. Um, and so we pull this because purchase intents is not out there. So we're for industry first to come up with that idea so we pulled so much of data first and started labeling, we built our own uh, machine learning system and then published our models. And it's a repetitive task. So it took us over a year just for the auto vertical. But now we learned a lot of things through that training. So now we can um, use that for other verticals to train faster and better. So it said it, t- it kind of took you a, a year to build up this first and um, training model and, and you build your own data set. So when you're you're training artificial intelligence, um, it's really about having the right set of information. Just, uh, I guess, for training people, we, we call it curriculum. Um, and so you need the same thing. You need to develop a set of curriculum to teach the artificial intelligence 
system because um, it learns. You don't, and this I guess is the difference between uh, an AI system and a, a traditional computer program. A traditional computer program, you would build a decision tree and you would take all of these different things and you would uh, create a uh, list or a matrix or something else that was in, and you would feed information down through it. Where with the the AI system, you're setting up a set of algorithms, and then you're you're providing it curriculum, and then it builds its own decision trees, just like we do inside of our head when we learn things. Right. So what we do is uh, before we start training, we and we put together some guidelines that, as you said, curriculum. That's the similar way we we call it in in our uh, space is intense. So we uh, try to come up with what are the different intents um, in, in a vertical or an industry. And then we use those guidelines. We build those guidelines first. And then we pass it on to uh, the people who are training uh, or developers who are training the system. But we typically get industry experts. And that is one of the things we rely on customers, early adopter customers, is to get that knowledge from them. And so we worked with a uh, few uh, evangelist customers in the auto world, um, same thing in um, real estate world. So where we are bringing people's expertise and helps them uh, train our system and build those guidelines in understanding. Yeah, so we, we recently had on, I think, one of your uh, investors, so uh, from uh, Active Capital uh, during our San Antonio Startup Week. Uh, and I think they're pretty excited about where you guys are headed. So if from when you're having conversations with investors talking about artificial intelligence, um, is this something that they're all looking to get into their portfolio today? Is this something every every investor out there already has um, an AI company that they've invested in? So I think uh, from the investor's perspective, I think uh, they're forward thinking. They truly understand that AI is the next generation or even current, right? And uh, it's a tool where people have to leverage within the industries, uh, different industries, to help them get better and faster. And so just like coding was, now it's AI. And, and um, so they understand that, and that's why we are truly grateful for like Active Capital, who invested in us, Geekdom Fund, here in San Antonio. And definitely, I think more and more investors are looking into that. They're trying to understand more. Yeah, so your wife's one of the the stories of a company that moved from Austin down to San Antonio. That's right. So we moved um, for Realco. So Re uh, Michael Gurley and uh, Chris Sam and Teresa who started Realco at that time, and so we we came down here for that accelerator program. Um, so we were pleasantly surprised with the ecosystem here, and uh, once we started growing, we got connected with. Uh, uh, other investors in the ecosystem here. If you wanted to learn more about Realco and the uh, Startup Accelerator program, it's not just for AI companies, but I'm um, certainly would like to invest in more. Uh, you can listen to one of our, our past episodes. We've had them uh, on the program. Uh, you can also check their, their website out, pick your favorite search engine, uh, and uh, put in Realco San Antonio. Uh, that'll show up there. But it's a an early stage program that gets you from a, a seed round investment to a a series A goal. So the the target there is to kind of get the business up to making more than a, a million dollars uh, of annual revenue, and that's usually kind of the the benchmark for when those uh, A round investors will start looking at your company. We won't dive too much into uh, investing here and the how that all works. So that uh, it, you can listen and learn uh, more by uh, tuning into that uh, Realco. Uh, program uh, where we've had that. It's out there. If you uh, just turn the radio on right now on, 
uh, our website at www.cybertalkradio.com, uh, also out there on uh, iTunes and uh, all of the other podcasting services. Uh, so, Sri is, as you said, kind of pleasantly surprised about the the ecosystem down here. You because you guys have been here for a little bit over a year now. Yeah, we are uh, actually eighteen months. Right, eighteen months. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and how, so how is that progression coming for, for you guys? I know you've been, I said, you've got job openings now, you're hiring, you're, you're growing. Um, and the, the real code program has been helpful to get you from where you are on a trajectory towards this. I haven't seen a bigger a round investment announced yet, but you, you kind of raised some money after real from active capital, but not a, a, a big announcement yet anyways. Yeah, so uh, we only raised like a small seed round uh, early this year just to get us to the product market fit and scale up uh, hiring developers. And uh, we were pleasantly surprised with the ecosystem of investing here. Uh, we got connected through Realco to Active Capital and other LMA angels here. And so primarily, I think all our investment came through intros. And so that's been really helpful. Uh, how has uh, hiring been here in San Antonio as you guys are, are out there looking for talent? You're doing some cutting-edge stuff. It should be interesting. This should be, uh, if I'm, I'm thinking about this from a, a flying over 30,000-foot view, you're the kind of startup where if there's talent here, they would want to work for a place like y'all. That's right. So one of the things being challenging from the talent perspective. Um, so San Antonio is not like Austin, right? So there's not abundance of uh, talent here. So what we did was we tried, uh, we are trying a couple of things. One is hiring like uh, developers from CodeUp. It's a coding school here. Another one is partnering with UTSA and Trinity University, hiring students and the computer science background. And now we started partnering with UTSA for AI. And we knew the professor, Dr. Paul Rad there, uh, who's helping us, who's on technical advisory council. So hiring some of the uh, students from that. And uh, so that's been, a, as you said, we are now in the prime uh, space where people want to come and work for us. A, we are truly AI company that's uh, growing and uh, we're leveraging AI for prospecting and um, different other stuff. But uh, uh, yeah, that's how we're growing. So yeah. we're building that space. I know it's a challenge uh, with the talent, but we are actually working with the local community to build that talent here. Now that's uh, it, one where uh, I think it, it's interesting to see the the way that you've built that and been able to to fill the roles where uh, a lot of folks will just put a job posting up on a website and then complain that the right people don't show up. Like if you if you post it, they will come. That's not the way it works out there. So for entrepreneurs uh, listening. Uh, or hiring managers inside of companies, you, you really have to put the the effort in. Even when you're working on something as as cool as artificial intelligence, you can get great people, uh, but you still have to go out and spend time on the the recruiting side of things. How about as as you get out of those specific roles from because uh, uh, every even at tech companies we we have folks that are not just technologists, so hiring salespeople and uh, all the rest of the things that make a company work. How is that uh, here in San Antonio? So we do uh, through referrals. I think uh, hiring, uh, we hire a sales through referrals from other companies, uh, corporations. People want to have a change uh, from corporate life and want to work in a fast-paced startup. So those are the people we're getting connecting with. Networking is a big part. Um, another thing we also do is uh, have an AI meetup. Um, they organize once a month. Uh, we're trying to help other companies understand more what AI is 
and also bring the talent pool together yeah hiring from that and also from the sales and other marketing and customer success so we're trying to hire locally uh, from other companies so we have a big need right now on customer success and sales side as well and you would see on our website if you go to funlayer.com slash careers you would definitely see all the job posting right now yeah so uh where would i learn more about this ai meetup so it's on uh, meetup.com and you can go to san and you can uh, search for san antonio ai meetup and uh you could see our meetup there and you can sign up for it when's the the next uh, so if i'm on there on meetup and if i'm listening right now uh here we are uh, on the air early january when when do you guys hold it monthly we hold it monthly, typically the third week in a month. Um, so we're coming up with uh, our program for the next year. We're trying to connect with corporations here and other talent pool to come up with uh, what benefits them in the AI space that we can set up those uh, meetups. Yeah. We will publish those soon. Okay. Yeah. So check out the the page on meetup.com. And if, yeah, if you haven't ever used meetup.com, it's a, a great way to get connected and plugged into uh, a community, especially if you've moved there. Uh, you'll discover all sorts of things going on in, inside your city that you maybe didn't know about. Uh, but there's car meetups as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, a whole bunch of those. Uh, at the AI meetup, you, know, you guys talk about other use cases, I'm sure, outside of just uh, – the sales prospecting and things that you guys are working specifically on at Funnel. What are some of those other uh, things you guys have covered in, in past meetups there? Uh, one of the things uh, we had uh, professors from medical uh, side of um, industry helping understand like radiology um, and machine vision, how they're using it for diagnostics and other cancer research as well. Uh, typically, we concentrate more on the natural language side and machine vision side of um, uh, aspects. But now we're looking at uh, connecting with more corporations uh, here locally and seeing how we can come up with some use cases for them and any challenges that they're facing where we can help them uh, in those meetups. Yeah. Uh, so if, if I'm out there and I'm looking to study some of this stuff, What's the difference between artificial intelligence and machine learning, like that category, and data science? So uh, machine learning uh, is like you're teaching a computer uh, to understand an intent or some a use case, right? Uh, helping you automate your processes. But whereas data science is putting together uh, data and how you want to visualize and uh, kind of like statistics, um, to understand some of the trends in your data sets and predictions. Yeah, so not the same thing. I think you, you start to hear all of these buzzwords if you're not in the industry that, and that, that it all blurs together. Um, so a typical example you can say is from the AI perspective, uh, you can see how many people are actually looking to buy a car versus data science is an auto dealer can use data science to see how many cars they sold and what brand or make within a certain period. So that's the difference. With the, the AI, like data science doesn't automate anything. That is like, correct. Yeah. yeah, data science, um, maybe I guess yeah, you use it to model and build and create training sets to understand what does good intent or bad intent look like. Uh, but not yeah, to, to teach it to do things. So I guess from a, a career perspective, we've got a number of high school students that listen to the program. Uh, as we talk about Cyber Patriot and other things um, that they do, and we've had a number of uh, different 
educators on talking uh, about the cybersecurity and data science and other learning opportunities. We've had folks from CodeUp on talking about uh, software development there. Uh, for for them, uh, as they're looking at this, uh, I mean, as artificial intelligence, if I'm in high school now or like all the jobs that I think I'm studying for, is it just going to solve all of them? Um, do I just, should I just give up? Not really. I think there's a lot of need in AI. I think um, as we uh, grow, I think there's a lot of gap. There's a skill gap in AI right now. And people are trying to understand and the companies are trying to understand that how they can leverage AI to grow faster and help them automate uh, some of the processes that uh, it's been time consuming, so things like that. But I think uh, primarily is how they can use AI to grow faster. So there's a skill set gap. Um, so definitely I think that's something um, uh, it's interesting for students to take that. Um, and also not just in uh, natural language side of things, there's also other applications not in the prospecting or sales side of marketing, but also medical and uh, construction, uh, automation, and even robotics. So you can use AI to do some decision making on its own. So those are some ways that will be really fascinating. Uh, you just you just said robotics and decision making on its own. Like, are we building the Terminator? <laughs> or not quite yet. Not quite yet, but you know, in, in manufacturing processes, um, uh, right now it, it's kind of like more repetitive tasks a robot can do. But including that with um, adjusting itself to surrounding, right? If there's a welding that's not right, it can recognize that using machine vision. And if you train the robot, then it'll it'll uh, weld better next time. So yeah. instead of retraining again, so those are things that you can do, but not definitely not like Terminator. Sri, thank you very much for joining us on CyberTalk Radio. Uh, if you uh, just turned your radio on right now, this is CyberTalk Radio. You can catch the uh, episode in full on our website at www.cybertalkradio.com on Wednesday, January the 8th, along with all of our other past episodes. We've been on the air now for a couple of years covering all sorts of cybersecurity uh, areas, and uh, we will uh, be back with you again here uh, next Saturday night. So uh, thank you for listening live on 1200. And uh, Shree, again, thank you for joining us. Thank you. It's been a pleasure, Greg.